and welcome back to another episode of Protean Ramblings. Du, du, du. You're right. <laughs> I'm. I've just started an antidepressant, so uh, sorry if I'm a little bit weird. But I'm always a bit weird, so it's fine. We're back. It's me. It's Nero. It's Naomi. Good afternoon. It's Mark. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Um, it's, it's me. It's me. <laughs> we are back with another episode. Another three episodes of Visionaries. Three really cool episodes actually that we reviewed. One solely focused on the Darkling Lords. The oh. best. Like the more and more I watch of this show, the more and more I love it, and I can't believe I yeah. never really appreciated it first time round. Mm-hmm. Really stands up. Really holds the test of time a trilogy of awesomeness it's yeah. got continuity yeah, and yes. quality and every single of it, one of these like, episodes has callbacks to previous episodes we even get character development yeah yeah <laughs> yeah very much so so let's not beat around the bush or dilly dally shilly shally let's kick it off with episode seven the overthrow of merklin yes this sounds a lot more dramatic than it actually was actually but this is a great episode it's pretty much just the darkling lords doing shit it's amazing yeah it's the best um, episode yeah yeah, yeah completely easily so we begin in darkstorm's lair and he's kind of bitching because he needs to go and ask merklin for a power staff recharge and him and mordred are mordred is just simping yeah the first like, oh, i can't believe you have to oh my god this is so shocking and appalling that you darkstorm must ask for help i can't <laughs> believe it and then uh, darkstorm remembers that they have actually captured a wizard of their own so this is Fulkama, who they captured in the Quest of the Dragon's Dragon. Eye episode. Yeah, the Techno Dragon Wizard. Mm-hmm. And he remembers that he's thrown him in his deepest, darkest dungeon, where he is uh, spending his time putting on theater shows with rats and bugs, which is just amazing. <laughs> even see some of this. Yeah, it cuts to like Falkama in the, in the dungeon, and he's just there with this little kind of like, you know, the... Well, they're called the like Punch, the punch, punch and Judy. Judy. Yeah, yeah, like puppet yeah. theatre, but it's like rats and spiders, and he's yeah. basically going insane. He's having a really good time. Um, so Darkstorm's like, okay, get full karma, and we'll ask him how we can overthrow Merklin. And they they get full karma by kind of it's like one of those it's, grab claw it, toy machines. He just got, winches him. Up. He's got a, what I des- I described as a hook and rail system for prisoner retrieval. Yeah, it just winches <laughs> yeah. him straight up into the throne room. Dumps this him is in very much for or... Americans, but it's like an atomic wedgie as well because yeah. it actually <laughs> picks him up by the rear of his trousers the whole time. Even so even they... when he's st- even when he's in the throne room talking to him, he's hung up by his underwear. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. <laughs> uh, so Fukama tells Darkstorm that they can overthrow Merklin, but they need some things. They need a book called the Omnipotacron, which is kept in the Ephernium. Which C- can we just go back to Omnipotacron yeah, for a second? The Omnipotacron <laughs> is possibly the. F- funniest fucking name for, like my immediate thought was that is a hard style dj name oh okay i was thinking necronomicon well yeah, i mean obviously it's a pun of necronomicon but it also kind of reminded me of the kind of stupid mashup words that like me and james and everyone like you remember we used to just put two yeah. words together to make puns <laughs> that's so, how i ended up with the dj name exactly. crotbot for a while <laughs> okay <laughs> Like the so, Omnipotacron is so much better than Necronomicon, though, surely, because Necronomicon it must be, is just yeah. death. This yeah, you can read the Omnipotacron without going mad and dying, so that is that is an advantage. Yes. Um, so yeah, this book is kept in something called the Aphernium, which I don't think they explain what it is, but it's kind of like a big old Greek-style building with the, the pillars and the columns and that kind of thing. So they have to go and get the book from there, and then Fulkama tells them they're also going to need Merklin's orb. They have to take that off him. Mm-hmm. So Darkstorm sends Mordred to fetch the book. Uh, so they're all gathered outside this Ephernium <laughs> building, and Mordred goes in, 
and you then just Sims. see him emerge again. Well, he goes in, in flames. You hear him going, I claim this book for Darkstorm, Lord of all, master of everything, my one true love. And then the next thing, he's just running out with his ass on he's fire. On fire and there's a, a convenient fountain for him to jump into. <laughs> so Recon's like, fine, you know, I'll do it. He heads I have in. a way with lizards. Yes, because there's a dragon inside. Uh, that's why Mordred is on fire. He heads in and he finds this very old dragon guarding the book. This is really dragon. old dragon. This is the dragon from the Jace episode. <laughs> it is, yeah, like a really old, craggy looking yeah, dragon. This was his retirement plan. Uh, so Recon feeds the dragon and while it's distracted, he's able to take the book. But as he's on his way out, the dragon also sets fire to his ass. So we have the comedy moment of Recon also jumping into the fountain with his ass on fire. Yeah, but as, he, as he's coming out with the book, he kind of runs past Darkstorm's like, here's your book, <laughs> and just jumps into the fire. Uh, at this point, Fulkarma tells them, as well as everything else, they also need something called Wizardbane. <laughs> no, no, there's a, bit where, there's a bit where Darkstorm's like, this is a really tiny oh. spell book. <laughs> and Fulkarma's like, well, it's a pocket printing. Of the, <laughs> yes. That's the pocket edition. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. So, yeah, so, yeah, he tells them they need Wizardbane as well. So it's just like one thing after the other. There's there's no easy way to get rid of Merklin, it seems. No, this is like, against the point, Darkstorm even notices this. Like, he's he's already doing quests for wizards. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's here because he doesn't want to do quests for wizards, and this wizard <laughs> is setting him quests live. This is, yeah, you, if you meet a wizard, you're going to do a quest. I think that's the rule in this world. Mm-hmm. We then cut to a couple of the Spectral Knights, Leoric and Ektar, at a town council meeting, I guess. It's like a new Valaric city hall. It's zone planning. Yeah. It, yeah, they're having With an a argument. Karen. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I've actually called it a local Karen in my notes. Um, so Ektar's get kind of getting irate at the villagers or the townspeople saying that they want to build a barracks, not a discotheque. And the, the local Karen is just kind of in his face. I didn't hear what they wanted to build. I, I missed the barracks. So my notes say... <laughs> they're arguing over wanting to build something that is not a discotheque but will attract <laughs> lots of men question mark judging by Leoric's tash maybe YMCA <laughs> <laughs> I think this also, we didn't talk about this, but this also calls back to the first episode where Ektar, Leoric, and Feral are discussing whether they should have a jousting arena or a botanical garden. Yeah. And they don't want to have, like, it seems like Leoric doesn't want the botanical garden because it'll be nice for the people. Yeah, he's actually slowly, again. subversively building like a military <laughs> exactly, dict- yeah, dictatorship. Like, no, no discotheques, we need barracks. So as they're having this argument, Whitaker, uh, and they're kind of assuring the local Karen that, look, you know, our knights are well-trained, well-disciplined, good men, uh, Whitaker crashes into the room screaming. Literally knocking the door down yes. on the way he in. down the door. Uh, and he tells them that the Dark Lords are on their way. The Darkling Lords, sorry. They're advancing on Nuvalar. They're advancing. And we then, we then cut to them, in fact, advancing on horseback. The Spectral Knights ambush the Darkling Lords and take them down really easily. And I think, you know, as the viewer, you know this was the goal because the Darkling Lords are making such a big deal about, oh, I've been captured so easily. Oh, no. Yeah. But the <laughs> Spectral really Knights having are kind of like, yeah. awesome. <laughs> I've got a bit where, like, Cravex is basically like, you Spectral Knights are naturally superior, I <laughs> <Yeah>. must surrender. <laughs> well, the thing that got me about it is, like, it's so painfully obvious. That just make, It just shows how conceited the Spectral Knights are. <laughs> They're just like, yes, of course we are. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they capture the Darkling Lords, and Leoric announces that he's sending them back to the sign factory <laughs> with the pig treadmill. <laughs> yes. I was so Reference happy. to episode four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Episode three. And we then get the Darkling Lords in the sign factory, kind of talking amongst themselves about mm-hmm. how they've been following a fool and, you know, he can't trust Darkstorm. So he obviously hasn't told them any of his plan at this point. He's just Dude. said, let's go to New Valaric and get captured. <laughs> and they were like, okay. Taking a page out of Jace's book. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Merklin appears to save them. And he kind of gives them this lecture about this is the last time and the next time they get imprisoned, he won't be there. It's like shirty parents. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And as he's freeing them, Darkstorm produces this glowing leaf and waves it at Merklin. Um, 
This is the wizard's bane. <laughs> Merklin is like, no, I thought wizard's bane had been eradicated yes, from and Prismos. And then Paul Karma pops up and is like, no, we were just marketing it under a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Fulkarma's kind of like, right, we've got Merklin. He's been paralyzed by the Wizard's Bane. Fulkarma's very much like, we've done it, we've done it. And Darkstorm is like, no, 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 I've done it. And he uses the Wizard's Bane on Fulkarma too. I just want to know, the wiz- what the Wizard's Bane does is makes the Wizards glitch out. They do basically <laughs> start flashing yeah. red and blue and just freeze in place. Uh, and Darkstorm then uses the, the Omnipotocron to send them both to Wizard Jail, which is a building that raises a lot of questions for me, really. Like, well, who's, who's in charge of Wizard Jail? What I love is when you get there, there's just loads of wizards already in there, sat gamble. around yeah. gambling, <laughs> just playing cards. Yeah, I, I think I think it was implied that Merklin was in charge of the wizards' jail. I, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I got that. In, in previous pressure. episodes, it mentioned because he he bitched about some of the other wizards that he'd met mm. and possibly captured. Yeah, but yeah, I think that would make sense. Yeah, so you would think it would not necessarily be a problem for him to be there. Well, it maybe part of wizarding. You know, if you've read like Terry Pratchett, you know, <laughs> mm. like the wizards always out to get each other, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. The, the, yeah, the you, you advance by killing off the previous arch wizard. Yeah, <laughs> until Ridley gets in charge. Darkstorm uh, then finds a teleportation spell in the book, and he just he poofs himself away. <laughs> I have and to the, say right now, Dark, Darkstorm's plan is going pretty damn well. And he's a yeah. very natural spellcaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just yeah. very good at this, <laughs> which will be his undoing, as we discover. So he's proved himself away. The Spectral Knights enter and see that the Darkling Lords have kind of broken free. But as they're going to round them up, you hear Darkstorm's voice, disembodied voice coming through, and he casts a spell which petrifies and freezes them. Yeah, it <clears throat> it literally freezes them in place, like on a bridge, kind of like a, a, a gangplank. Yeah, above yeah, it's the, like over the, yeah. the, over the pig treadmill. Yeah. Then you hear Darkstorm ordering the Darkling Lords to head to Merlin's shrine for the next part of the plan. And they, they run out past the petrified Spectral Knights, and Recon pauses to look at them and is like, these would look really good in my deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everyone's thinking about interior decorating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, sorry, Recon is basically just like, hmm, maybe I can take one as a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you well, dark- they did destroy all the antiques in the uh, Darkstorm yeah, Castle. Yeah, yeah, they need replacements. Darkstorm just oh, like over the, the magical intercom, for better, want of a better term, just going, Recon now! Hurry up! <laughs> We then cut to the shrine where we see Darkstorm already in place on, on Merlin's fancy chair getting a he, massage from a he has fairy. Su- he has summoned a fairy waifu. Yeah. Like, first thing <laughs> first thing is, I need a waifu. It's a good shout. Yeah, it yeah, is a good shout. And he did have some time to kill. Uh, when they get there, Mordred tells Darkstorm, uh, he makes it very clear, this is not him, he's very happy, of course, but the some of the other Darkling Lords think he's like Darkstorm has been shorting them and that well, they deserve more money. Yeah, because Verilina walks in and is like, we are not yeah. pleased. Mordred then sims and Beverlina's like, you welched on us. Yeah, yeah. So Darkstorm kind of is like, okay, so, you know, who thinks you need more money? And it's Beverlina, Recon, and Lexor. So Sindar says he just wants more food. Yeah, well, I, Sindar's great, really. He's a lot older than I expect him to be every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because he's got gray hair, you know? That, is very, he's very of mice and men, isn't he, really? Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, completely. definitely. Darkstorm then uses magic to punish the three lords who have demanded the extra money. So first he ages Virulina, and he shows her her reflection in a mirror, and is like, now your face matches your soul. But then he petrifies her. And in then front of the mirror. He curses Recon to make a cash register noise whenever he walks. <laughs> I love that. But then he petrifies him. <laughs> petrifies him. You don't get completely to enjoy pointless. it. Yeah. No. Uh, and finally, we have Lexor who begs for mercy, and Darkstorm conjures up a, a magical double to translate Lexor's cowardly lies into truth. And so you get a bit of a 
a skit where Lexor is kind of, oh, you know, mighty dog stormer, I'll do whatever you want. And the double is saying, I'll tell you anything if it gets me out of this mess. Yeah. And that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'll betray you later. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> and then he too gets petrified. So these punishments are very brief. Yeah, they're really brief. <laughs> I thought that as well. I would have loved to see more Lexor double. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so as for the rest, Darkstorm kind of gives them visions of what their future will be like with all this magic, which leads to some amazing, amazing <laughs> scenes. So first... He, Immediately, first he tells though, them Dark, like, Dark we can have like, slaves. Gonna, yeah, they're going to have slaves. That's the first what? thing. It's yeah. like, we can and have slaves. They, like, that's what I thought. I was like, they're really high on the slave thing. <laughs> like, Kravex, yeah. uh, sorry, Sindar is really like, because he shows Cryotech being Sindar's slave. Sindar's really into that. But yeah. this in this vision that Darkstorm shows Sindar, <laughs> Sindar, he's also like, hey, you could be really intelligent. So we get intelligent Sindar who's writing like magical physics tracks. But then he comes up to Darkstorm in this vision and is like, Darkstorm actually... Slavery is not okay. Um, <laughs> so Darkstorm's like, maybe I won't make you that smart. <laughs> I love Cinder. Um, he's a great, way. He's yeah. great. Uh, Mordred, we see, would have his own like coterie of bootlickers to tell how amazing he is. Mordred has his own Sims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the most wonderful fever dream that is Cravex's <laughs> magical future. And we have this, oh, you know, this cloud dear. appears and we see Cravex walking through this beautiful glittery pure clean with like little birds flying around having a, a nice day watching horses and race he, well he's he, what, what's happening he's maligning so his horse is about to win another race but so, so so the idea is that his his perfect magical future he will be free of all irritations yeah um, and his horse is about to win a race and he's like oh dear my favorite pastime no longer holds its allure my horse always wins and then his horse loses yeah and he's like yay i enjoy horse <laughs> racing again the thrill is back <laughs> it was just brilliant he's like he's having a really nice day and he hates it <laughs> it's sort of dark in a way though so the crystal shows them their future their perfect future but they mm. all hate it yeah. it's very much like uh do you know like heaven would be shit yeah the argument that yeah. heaven there's no such thing as heaven because heaven would actually be boring and yeah. terrible and yeah dark storm has decided that he's so good at magic right it's just he's so good that he should cast the now, is it the secret sacred spell or sacred, the sacred secret, secret spell. spell? I really like this little animation bit here, though, because Darkstorm goes really close in his face, like underlit and stuff, and he's like, I am the magic. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gone straight to his head. I just love the, I mean, I know we find out more about it later, but I just love the idea that the wizards were sat around and they were like, hey, I've just caught this spell. What does it do? Don't know. Can't read it. Don't know, I'm not going to use it. Yeah, Just so write it down and leave it there. The sacred secret spell is, yes, this spell which no wizard has ever used or even read. So Darkstorm is like, well, I can do it. What could go wrong? So he casts the spell and we immediately get natural disasters ensuing. The, my note was, he creates cannons. cannons. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is... <laughs> definitely he's obviously never read any latin whatsoever no. because the spell <laughs> the spell is something like mortem form uh, apocalypse yeah, <laughs> yeah like uh come on yeah and we get this uh we see this gigantic demon head rising from the earth and it tells them they've triggered the end of the world and there's going to be these plagues it's like a plague of fire i think you wrote them down didn't you yeah so the first one is the plague of the ground which we already witnessed which gave birth to is apocalypse right uh, then apocalypse rises which is this big demon the next thing is the plague of fire then the rise of vermin then the inundation and then the time of darkness yeah but what's it's really funny about the whole the whole thing is as as the like we're seeing these as uh dark storm is flipping through the pages of the omnipotron because uh, the pages have changed now that he's summoned this and as he gets to plague of fire and uh mordred's like oh no the plague of fire but then when he gets the rise of vermin he's like the rise of vermin <laughs> and then it's like the inundation <laughs> no <laughs> like mordred's proper like 
wailing with despair. Yeah. So the, the, the demon kind of gives them this prophecy and then it sinks back into the earth. And this is when they check the book because Gravex tells Darkstorm to look in the book for help. Mm-hmm. And that's when you see the pages of change to show these, these plagues, these apocalypse yep. stages. Uh, so they realize that they need to rescue Merklin and get his help. And as they realize this, the other Darkling Lords, their petrification has worn off. So Virulina, um, Lexor, and Recon come running in and they're just ready to throw down. Yeah. <laughs> just like Darkstorm, yeah. you bastard, <laughs> we're going to do this. Luckily, the plague of fire then starts and we have comets and fireballs crashing to <laughs> so they don't get into a fight. We get scenes of general chaos. We see cities being attacked. It is hard to describe how epic this bit yes, is. Yes, it really the is. the start of the apocalypse all the way through. Yeah, they, they follow yeah. through on, you know, every stage really well. So they're, they're trying to outrun these fireballs and Lexor uses his power staff to protect them from the plague of fire, which passes. And as they're moving on, uh, we get the the rise of vermin and Cravex is attacked by a rat monster that emerges from the the <laughs> vermin vermin are literally dinosaur rats yes yeah yes <laughs> like, definitely the huge Sindar uses his stab to fight these off and then as they are running you see the wizard jail on the horizon up a mountain path uh, and that's when the inundation begins so you get this great huge tidal wave crashing towards them as they hit the tower. In my mind, I'm like, Viralina, finally. Yes, Viralina can do this. But but she starts running away. It's like Galadria and her fear (laughs) episode. Like, run towards the water woman. You're a shark. So they they make it up to the jail, up to like a, oh, what do you call it? I keep saying you want to say platform. But it's not a platform. Parapet. Parapet will do. Rampart. A landing area. (laughs) It's a parapet or a rampart, one of the two. And then the wave crashes over them and swamps them. And you see um, Darkstorm begging Viralina for help because he can't swim, which seems to be a common thing with the Darkling Lords. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viralina, she's, she was just going to watch him drown. She was very much like, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but Lexa points out they need Darkstorm to help stop the apocalypse. So Viralina does the obvious thing. She changes into her shark form and she swallows Darkstorm whole. Well, we don't actually see him get swallowed. We just, it kind of cuts away. It fades to black with his scream. And then the next next scene is fucking amazing because it cuts to the (laughs) inside the wizard jail and the uh, the wizards are sat around playing blackjack. And then Virulina just like beaches her way through the door. (laughs) Just flops around. And 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 then spits out Darkstorm. And we have this random Australian wizard crack a joke about the way they're delivering lunch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Darkstorm emerges from the shark. It's very much like the end of... Uh, the book version of the Meg, in fact. And he expl- he he begs Merklin for help. He's like, we fucked up, the apocalypse is coming, we're all doomed. And Merklin's like, no, that's not what's happening. And he then explains that this great spell is actually a fail-safe in case their magic ever falls into mortal hands because it forces whoever has cast the spell to go and beg a wizard for help and thus return the orb and the book to a wizard. I mean, I think I assume to Merklin. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. So the apocalypse is cancelled. Merklin yeah. tells the Darkling Lords he will no longer help them. Yes. And under no circumstances should they come to him for anything, and they should definitely not let the wizards in the jail escape. And then he immediately turns around to see the wizards have escaped. I hope, I hope this is coming up later. I, and he says, oh, drat. Yes, he's not really very... <laughs> he's just like, oh, drat. Yeah. I guess he put oh, them no. there in the first place. Mm. Yeah. I, I did notice as well, actually, during his admonishment of um, Darkstorm, he actually refers to him as a mortal. Mm. Yeah. So, like... Merklin is immortal. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. This is the first time we've actually had it like said. Yeah. No, he said he was millennia old, but yeah. 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 So we, we see the destruction then start to write itself. Basically, time reverses. We see the inundation tidal wave kind of roll back. We mm-hmm. see the comets fly back into Everything the sky. Rever- Everything the entire itself. episode basically plays in immediate reverse. Yeah. Like, and we end up back fast. at the, the town hall meeting with Leora Connector and the Karen. And Leora Connector 
excuse uh, himself. Complaining in the hall about how, you know, life is so peaceful at the moment. Where are the days of high adventure and, and whatever, well, chivalry? And they even say it was only two years ago. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Leoric, says, Leoric says that um, who would have thought I'd be sat in a, a, a town planning meeting? But he was a he was mayor, mayor in the previous life. He that was, was the mayor, his job. Valeric. <laughs> <laughs> like you should have been in a lot of similar meetings. So while, while they're kind of joking about you know high adventure and, and all that stuff, we we cut to a sinister wizard in a car yeah, who just looks into the camera. He's giving side eyes to the camera, grins evilly, and that's the end of the episode. So I definitely think we'll see him again. Yeah. So good, though. Really like, good. Just a great yeah. episode. The Darkling yeah. Lords is so much more interesting than the Spectral Knights. Uh, like, yeah. you get so much more humor. Yep. It's, it's great. I love them. Well, the humor from the Spectral Knights is always, oh, hardy, har, har, har. Whereas <laughs> I find that, like, the humor when it comes to the Darkling Lords is genuinely funny. Yeah. It's character humor. Like, yeah. you're right. It's, yeah. The Spectral Knights is just puns and yeah. wordplay. Yeah. But you actually get character stuff from, from the rest. Like, episode seven, best episode so far. Nine, episode nine was good as well, but yeah. seven is like definitely yeah. the best. Top. Um, which, which leads me on to episode eight, which is the weakest <laughs> of the three. Um, but still, but still like, a good, a good one. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think this whole trilogy has very, been very like Merklin esque mm. as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. In the background of it all um, compared to the last three episodes we did. Um, episode eight is um, The Power of the Wise. And it opens to this like jolly. I, I, call, I called this episode. <laughs> I, I called this episode fortune cookie bullshit. <laughs> it really is, <laughs> definitely. Um, so yeah, there's this jolly panpipe music going in the background, and you're going to hear this like smoking <laughs> noise. Um, and it turns out the spectral knights are basically doing a bit of gardening. Ektar chides Feral at some point. He's digging up some roots, and he, he kind of yanks a root out, and this mud just splats Ektar in the face. <laughs> and Leoric basically asks whether they found the dragon root that Merklin has asked, asked them to find. So this is obviously a quest to top up their power staffs. I like that as well, because mm. it comes in like halfway through something that's happening that yeah. you just, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's you're in like media. I, the staffs. Yeah. I, I just love the idea that that uh, Mer- some of the quest Merklin is sending them on is just go do my gardening. Yeah, just do his yeah, chores. Take out my trash. Go and get some like, Shopping. <laughs> they're, they're literally doing shopping. I mean, he's, he's an old guy. They're like meals on wheels. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically during the gardening session as you do if you've ever done any gardening the spectral knights basically spend a bit of time bitching about the darkling lords <laughs> do you think merklin ever sends just galadria and villa alina on quests if you know oh, I mean. find some, find some. <laughs> <laughs> wow i have a quest for you where is it in my pants i'm sure to the magic juice from I'm the sure magic the fan sword. art is out there uh, exactly i'm 99 sure i agree with naomi <laughs> fan art exists of exactly that but it'll be some under the sea merklin's a wizard uh wizard octopus type shit i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of go through their kind of one-to-one like the toy range i think especially has them all head to head like there's always a spectral knight and a dark Nord that mm-hmm. like didn't like each other in past life and life so basically ektar is he finds this kind of twisted weird looking root and he's like oh it's it's recon unbeknownst to everybody recon is actually in lizard form listening to them all looking a bit like a smug lizard arzon and cryotech pull up this like hunchback route and they say oh it looks like sindar feral talks about his fear of cravex's staff at some point like his fear is fear (laughs) (laughs) i'm really scared of being scared enough But Leoric is like, no, 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 Darkstorm. Like, That's some I'm really shit. not a fan. Yeah. You know, he, he, he's like, who wants to be old and weak? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a direct quote from him, which is, he's basically Gillian. He's channeling Gillian. Well, he, he's, uh, they, they start basically, like, they're talking about, yeah, being old and weak is shit, like Merklin. And they're just yeah, like, they really yeah. start ripping on him. 
which Q Merklin is yeah. like ears are burning, just TPs in on the spot. <laughs> and uh Leoric kind of like he actually sips a little bit and he's yeah. like, No, 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 sorry, I didn't mean that you're old and you know, you don't worry about it. I don't I, I just don't want to turn into you. <laughs> like to his face. Yeah. <laughs> well they start they start talking about like because they ask about like, is there anything that you can give us to counteract Darkstorm staff? We don't want to be turned into and Merklin finishes going, You mean instant Merklins? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking brilliant. That's so good. Okay, and he basically calls them children. He yeah. wasn't infants even. I mean, if you're a millennia this. old, everyone is an infant, right? Yeah. But yeah. like, because their and initial request is, can you give us something to counteract the staff? But then this turns into a quest to just prevent aging altogether, which is a different thing. Yeah, totally. And Merklin basically just he just magics the sacks full of roots out of their hands and well, the teepees out. He kind of uses the, the orb and hoovers all the sacks into the orb. Yeah. And so the the it leaves the special knights like wondering like about life, I guess, in a way. And Arzon, Arzon basically thinks it's a good idea to use the staff. Mm-hmm. And so they ask um, Disco Doctor Manhattan uh, about where they can find magic to defeat old age. They use the word defeat as well. Yeah. Pretty full on. Um, so Dr. Disco, who has absolutely no humility whatsoever. <laughs> I think like, I've actually quoted this. He writes, uh, your request presents no great test. <laughs> It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he basically tells them about the Eternal Spring, which mm-hmm. is on the slopes of Shadow Mountain, and that they'll find it because it's got rainbow flowers around it. And it's basically um, one of them pipes up and is like, I know where Shadow Mountain is. It's um, basically a Fountain of Youth allegory mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. like, whole way through. So the Spectral Knights basically gear up, uh, get on the vehicles, uh, and roll out in the direction. Yeah. Um, Ektar is like a little bit weary, uh, wary, sorry, about going. Like, he's like, you shouldn't toy with life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he's instantly overruled by all of the others who are like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go get let's go get youth juice. <laughs> um, so Recon transforms back and he, like, starts plotting. And he's youth like, juice oh. is, is an energy drink brand <laughs> that needs to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Youth juice sounds dangerously close to something, like, yeah. inappropriate as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Recon is, he basically... Like thinks he'll get something from Darkstorm if he tells him about this Jersey information, which I don't think that gets followed up, but that, that's his motivation anyway. So the Spectral Knights arrive at Shadow Mountain, but Skycore comes zooming in with Viralina in the pilot seat and mm-hmm. Mordred on the gun seat. He's in the back <laughs> simping, and she's just sick of him immediately, so she just barrel rolls upside down. <laughs> just, he, just, he just falls out, no I parachute, full armor. This, this wasn't part of a plan of attack, she just wanted rid of him. Well, no, I think it yeah. was the initial plan of attack, because she, she says, like, it's time for you to go, and he's like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. She's like, fuck it, and dumps yeah. him out, and he kind of totems so he into beetles. His, yeah, yeah, he beetles up, 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 well, bugs up, beetles up, and lands next to Feral in the driver's seat. And Feral's like, hello, Mr. Beetle. <laughs> like, like, are oh, you coming for a ride? Well, he says, hello, Mr. Bug, are you coming for a ride? And oh, yeah. Mordred takes offense at that and transforms into human form. He's like, no, it's a beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've literally written in my notes some wholly unoriginal banter about beetles and bugs and going for a ride happens. <laughs> And yeah. then Leoric just jumps in and attacks Mordred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should mention at this point, actually, there's like the, they're kind of in a canyon, actually. Yeah, they're in a ravine. And, and, and there's a kind of thick fog effect going on. Mm-hmm. And they're driving down. And it turns out that the rest of the Darkland Lords are in pursuit as well in mm. um, the Dagger Assault. Which is so superior to the Capture Chariot. Oh, it is. Yeah, much better. Like, yeah. The launcher alone. Is, and the floating floating hover chairs that mm, only yeah. fire backwards, like it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Darkstorm orders Cravex to go and help Mordred, and in Philot form, he kind of flies over and picks up Lyoric, even though Mordred's already been like off the chariot yeah. by this point. <laughs> and Lyoric, while in the grasp of the Philot, kind of whips his whip is 
too long. Yes. <laughs> it's like 100 meters long. Yeah. Whip. Some he previous whips, episodes. He it's conveniently long gun. enough to reach whatever he needs in that episode. Yeah, definitely. So basically, he whips down to the ground and, and like kind of snares the gun of the cat chariot and makes Kravex drop him, basically. And uh, oh, there's an awesome battle in this as well, where yeah. uh, Skyclaw and the Lancer Cycle are fighting, and the Lancer Cycle kind of jumps off a cliff. And I think this is the first time we see it use its hologram yeah. power and it hadoukens yeah. <laughs> Skyclaw which starts like going into the cliff um, and just at the last minute Virulina manages to like bail out what was Virulina doing piloting anyway were they just saying that she could maybe? I guess so yeah she doesn't have a power staff does she so in theory yeah, she should be able to yeah they haven't even given her a vehicle maybe they, 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 maybe they were eventually going to have submarines for the two women mm. Yeah, they don't actually show Galadria driving, though. She, no, it, although mean, they show her being a mechanic at some point in another episode. Uh, next episode. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Ektar is just watching the crash like <laughs> of uh, Virulina to see that, because he's not looking at the road, he basically just ends up crashing into the dagger assault that then crashes into the capture chariot. Um, <laughs> everyone's, like, panicking, and the dagger assault does, like, this pulls a Yui in the middle yeah. of the canyon and, like, starts charging down Leoric, who's, like, fallen down in the middle of the road. Yeah, we get um, a rap battle. Yeah, it's so good, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we get the, what's it, the power staff, don't yeah. we? Like, uh, Cryotex power staff try, knocks down this bridge over the dagger assault, but so, the dome of Lexor, uh, yeah. the shell. They the always shell. are the hard counter of each other, Cryotex mm-hmm. and Lexor's yeah. power staff. You, you do see them use their staffs against each other in the next episode, which I quite like as well. Mm. But, yeah, you're right. They, they are the natural. Well, they did. This whole verse, I think, in, in the first trilogy as yeah. well, that was yes. the first time they used their staffs, it was to counter each other. True. <laughs> During the battle, as I'm pointing, Leoric nuts Cravex, which I quite liked <laughs> as well. Like, he literally just full on helmet to helmet, headbutts him. Yeah, but Darkstorm gets his decay staff out and sends the flying rat creature off, and it manages to envelop Leoric. And he rises as an old man, which, like, he's all wasted away, but he's also got, like, a long... Got a longer moustache. <laughs> yeah. well, which I really liked. <laughs> he immediately busts a hip as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And then the Darkling Lords kind of just, like, get away, basically. Yeah. So they go on to destroy the spring. And at some point in, in there, the, the scene, Darkstone talks about that they're going to destroy it to leave Leoric in the old man state that he's yes. in. So I'm guessing because it, they crash, the Spectral Knights be, uh, have to walk the whole yeah. way up. And, and the whole time, Leoric is bitching like an old man. He's like, oh, no, no, no. And they're trying to help him, actually. But he's just too but proud. He, he's like, no. He doesn't even take his armor off. He's like, walk up a mountain in full armor. At one point, I think it's with a quick story. Yeah, Leoric, you can do it. Go. He's <laughs> <We start laughs> like cheerleading him on. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I think at this point, Norik kind of reflects on the irony of the situation as well. And he's like, we came here to be young forever and now I'm really old. uh, This is why I don't like Ektar because he basically puts this kind of smug I told you so attitude (laughs) on and comments back like, this this is why the special is just shit as well, right? Like, there's no character in them. They're they're just useless. Norik uses... Uh, his staff to summon the sage. Um, this is my and favorite. He literally part. asks the staff, "Are Am we I... as stupid as Merklin says we are?" <laughs> it's my favorite part of this entire episode because the staff gives him some kind of whimsical thing of like, "Oh, there is wisdom." There's all this stuff about there is wisdom in age, but also you don't have to be old to be wise. Yeah, and... but my favorite, the ultimate thing at the end of it is, is the York goes, "Oh, so you mean I'm young?" And then the owl goes, and stupid, and disappears. <laughs> just blinks off, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yes, the owl shits on the auric. Mm-hmm. No, it knows. So good. 
It's the most straightforward thing the owls ever said. Yeah, it really is. Like it's, yeah. it's not it's particularly not helpful, lying. but it's yeah, it's, it's just like you're a <laughs> yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> even though it's the most straightforward thing it says, it has no. Later on, Lyric references it, and it has no reference to what it says whatsoever. No, not but we'll, at all. we'll get to that in a bit. So. Liora, no, sorry, like up in the mountain, basically, Sindar comes across this kind of terrifying alien scorpion. Yeah, it's like thing. a big pink baby scorpion. At this point, I was like, I'd forgotten about the dinosaurs from the last episode as well, but this is supposed to be, it's not on Earth, is it? No, it's like it was a planet, but it was a planet that had like construction and cities and stuff, like, but now it's got like beastie dinosaurs and. Do you think they existed before the Age of Magic started? Well, or do you think they were created oh, yeah. by well, Magic? We remember that like when they got to that construction yard thing in episode three, they saw something in the distance like, yeah. oh, this is a product of the Age of Magic, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen yet. So, Like magic radiation. I yeah, think. I guess magic could just be radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so, so this thing, it's a freaky looking thing, basically. Um, and Sindar's like, oh, baby type thing. He's adorable. Yeah. I fucking love Sindar. And yeah. he's basically like, oh, did you fall down from your cave? And he turns into his gorilla form um, and climbs up basically to drop the um, <laughs> the little thing off. But just as he's there, like this giant fucking scorpion thing comes out and kind of bats him down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's okay. Like it was probably just thought I was trying to hurt his baby. Darkstorm at this point looks up and hatches a plot, which I really liked. And he, he basically ask Cravex if he could use his staff on yep. the uh, the mother monster and the trap is set basically so the Darkling Lord watch on as the spectral knights arrive Cravex uses his fear staff which goes into the mega scorpion's layer and it kind of imagines the spectral knights I love that you get scorpion vision yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it imagines that the spectral knights are like coming to attack the baby as like really weird fucking looking like, like side arms and, uh, yeah. yeah it was very cool uh, very ghoulish yeah, definitely. So it goes apeshit and starts attacking them. They try and battle. Leoric in lion form kind of pulls off from the battle and it goes up to the baby. I wasn't sure whether he was going to fucking kill the baby. <laughs> I did know in this, level. in this in this fight, one thing that I did know is Whitaquick's weapon is a boomerang. It's so good. Mm. This is why Whitaquick was my favorite <laughs> yeah. one, though. Although he does throw it at the monster and it just bats Bounce it away. Yeah, yeah. Point. That one Cryotech tries to pick up the thing that's the size of like a semi-truck. Yeah, he, right? isn't, like, is it him who's like, oh, if we can flip the claw, we can overturn the beast or something like that? Oh, yeah. like, what are you none talking of it. It just, about? It just bats him away. <laughs> um, so Lyoric, yeah, Lyoric basically goes up and threatens the child of this beast that's trying to kill them, I think, effectively like bringing it back and turn, turning it around. So it comes up to attack him. I quite like as well, actually, the lion is like, a bit scraggly and yeah. old mm-hmm. too that he transforms into. Well, like, that's some proper animation thought. I like. noted. I noted again. He's got another Mufasa moment. Yes, well, he, he does because <laughs> he, he gets he gets battered off like to this like kind of ledge edge mm. type thing, and Arzon transforms and flies him in. Uh, flies in to help him, and the kind of the spell wears off the Mega Scorpion, and it, it just goes back into the cave. It's Youngling. Yeah. In all this battle, the Darkman Lords have kind of carried on the ascent um, and they've reached the pool and they're like, is this the pool? And the <laughs> it's literally like a deer drinks from it, becomes a Bambi and then runs off and they're like, <laughs> yeah, but this, is, this, is, this the is the pool. <laughs> so good. So like, let's destroy it. Um, Sindar summons the the beast who just wades into the pool and just jackhammers a fucking hole right yeah. in the middle of the pool and it just drains away to nothing basically the Spectral Knights get there just in time I think to see like the water just seeping out and yep. uh, they pick up one of the rainbow roses and it just wilts and dies in their hand it's yeah pretty deep or <laughs> not Yorick. or not as the case <laughs> well, maybe. oh it's pretty shallow exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leor- 
Leoric. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Leoric immediately offers to retire. <laughs> yes. Like, he's he, just, he like, just falls I'm, to his knees he and does like, a I'm no use to solve He man. does. Yeah, he does. He's like, I, if I can't fight, I'm no use to you whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what's that thing called where you, he basically wants people to give him positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which he gets immediately. And, and, yeah. Which they do. Exactly. So they're, they're like, no, no, we refuse to accept your resignation. Even if you can't fight, you're still useful. They're, they're basically pussyfooting around saying you're wise and you're intelligent help because they need to save that for a little bit later in the episode but that's effectively <laughs> what they're saying yeah. and Arzon with his eagle eyes spots a rainbow flower further up the hill and Whittaquick transforms into a cheetah to go check it out and he signals the rest of them to come up I think Leoric thinks he's like oh I don't know if I can handle one more hill and then yes. and, and take a breather and Feral sits just back like, and waits for them yeah Feral's just like yeah I'll stay here as well I think the, like Feral just couldn't be asked anymore He's like, yeah, I'm the, Feral, I'm the youngest out of all of you, so I don't give a There's fuck. There's a lot of hero worship from Feral to Leoric, and I think he's like, oh, I'm going to make him feel better by being like, oh, yeah, no, I'm pretty tired too. I'm going to take a little break as well. I like, I, yeah, man, shit characters, let's be honest, but yeah. better characters. We cut to the Darkling Lords, <laughs> and basically, Cravex is like, man, I really wish I'd have seen like the look on their faces and like actually managed to like revel in their disappointment yeah. and stuff. So he's like, Actually, fuck it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. <laughs> and check and see. Like, I need to watch them actually suffer. And he flies back in, but he gets a bit close. Basically, and Feral transforms into fox form and kind of bites his wing. They become humans, and Lyric joins the battle. But his old lion legs aren't quite what they used to be. <laughs> and in the battle, he basically manages to miss Cravex and kind of skid and knock himself and Feral over a cliff edge where they're kind of hanging on. Oh, man. And the puns continue from special. <laughs> He's like, says, like I can't Leoric hang in. only has this one pun, though, and it's about hanging every time. Yeah, exactly. Can't like, oh, I, can't, uh, yeah. I can't hang around forever. <laughs> exactly. It's so but bad. Th- this really irritated me because you have the two of them hanging off the edge of the cliff and they're like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. You cut away briefly and then you cut yeah. back to them and they're just climbing oh. and they're safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Feral is young. He could do a pull-up, I'm sure. Like one, <laughs> chi- one chin up in full armor. That's mm. not too much to ask. So he, he does, yeah, exactly. They pull him up. And this is this is when they reference the sage and be like, well, ah, I should have used my, my wisdom uh, and I need to embrace my weakness, which is not what the sage was really <laughs> saying. And then he's like, oh, I can't handle up, so let's go down. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what the sage <laughs> Well, he, He's like, I can't handle up. I feel like there will be power down below. Yeah, he's like, just what, making like, shit up, really. Like, is this he's a euphemism for your dick? <laughs> That's age? not something that happens with age, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wisdom equals erections. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's, uh, he yeah. just wants an excuse to go downhill, let's face yeah. it. Yeah, it's really weird, though, because the Spectral Knights are basically up exploring the caves where there's no water, so why no. is there a rose? And they're set upon by like the Darkling Lords, who have also come back for some reason to, to watch. I they guess. do find the water because Ektar turns are... into his wolf form and slips through a crevice, and there's the, the little stream. Point of order, point of order. Point of order. Ektar is the fox. Feral is the wolf. Oh, yeah, we fucked that around. Oh, really? I thought it was the other round. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, because feral, wolf, smell, and oh, Ektar, yes. fox, cunning. You're right. Okay. Because foxes smug- have shit and sense smuggery. of smuggery. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> actually. I uh, really fucking hate Ektar. He's probably my least favorite of all of them. And actually, no, when they get captured, no, 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 because they get captured by the Darkling Lords uh, in the cave system. And Ektar immediately gives up why they're there. He's immediately <laughs> like, actually, there's some water left. Like, if he hadn't have mentioned it, they might have just been captured and they could have come back another time. But he's like, no, no, there's actually some left. And the Darkling Lords kind of march them back to the Dagger Assault. Uh, I don't think it's Ektar, because Ektar doesn't get captured. Yeah, he escapes with the water. 
Yeah, because at the oh, end, yeah, yeah. sorry. It must be another one that gave gave them up. Maybe it was ours on then. Actually. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. It's like the kind of thing. I, 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 to be fair, I mixed up I mixed up Ektar and ours on a lot when I was taking. It's just blue, one's white and blue, and one's mm. blue and white or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love it when they're being captured and brought down by the Darkling Lords. Viraline is like, oh, oh, can I remove their magic? <laughs> yeah, magic dungeon, please. <laughs> she's like, probably. She's probably like, I want to do it. I want to do it. Can I? <laughs> she really is a terrible human being. Yeah. Darkstorm's like. Maybe, but actually, I think I want to. It's like there's but, nothing to go around. But. What I really, what I really liked is that she basically. What I noted is that she had a DD moment, <laughs> and I pressed the button. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So while this is all being going on, basically, the Oric and Feral have been descending, and Feral has snuck into the Dagger Assault. And as the uh, Spectral Knights are being led towards it, he signals Cryotech and points up in up the cliffside where Leoric is pushing a boulder over the edge. Um, yeah, I don't know if this was the down. right role for Leoric. I know. Why did they do the other? <laughs> it should have been the other way around. Su- he was supposed to go down. Yeah, like this, the there's no wisdom is. at play here. <laughs> so I'm going to use my ancient withered body to push a boulder off a cliff. That's what true wisdom is. Yeah, and it just general mayhem ensues, right? This boulder comes clattering down. I don't think it even hits the dagger or assault. I don't think so, it no. Just, it's just enough to like create some chaos um, and the Spectre Knights and Darkling Lords all kind of like have a mini battle, basically. Darkstorm is captured and shoved into the magical dungeon trunk slash boot and Feral threatens him, basically. Like, we will take your animal totem away from you if you don't restore Leoric's youth and they manage to kind of get his word out of him. The staff is used, Leoric is returned, we get a may the light shine forever oh, yeah. so at the top of the hill. He's still they at the really top are. of the hill, like on the precipice and he, he rises yeah. up and he's young and he turns, he's like, hello friends, may the he, light Jesus. shine forever. Yeah, and while he's saying this, he Jesus like yeah. cruxes, you know, like he puts his dick. arms out wide, um, honestly, the man. So yeah, they, they don't take Darkstorm's uh, token away, I guess, and Ektar kind of, this at this point, does arrive with the life water that we mentioned before, the, the youth juice, but nobody needs it. So <laughs> there's not kind of a resolution. It's weird. The animation, it kind of cuts, and there's no resolution as to why the Spectralites and the Dark Nords separate. No, they just, but they basically, we just, just cut to a next scene. Yeah, and the Spectralites are with Merklin, um, and they're like, we've got a gift for you, and they hand over the, the flask of water. And he's just like, thanks, but he just chucks it on a tree that's next to him that kind of comes down to a sapling and then mm. becomes an acorn, which he just gives to one of the Spectral Knights. Well, one of the Spectral Knights just picks it up and is just like, huh. And Lyoric, at this point, has his second or third, I don't even know, he's another revelation, basically, about oh, being, being old means having twat. the power of wisdom or something. And I don't think Lyoric learned anything in this episode. No. The, the, and- the, the moral of this episode was basically... You get wise when you get old, but you can be wise before you're old. Yeah. So bit, nah. And he doesn't really use wisdom at any point no. to solve the problem. No, so it is, exactly. It's trying to imply that you might get physically weaker, but you still have wisdom. But he still pushes a boulder off a yes. cliff. Like, not many of and us could do that. That's the difference maker, not his wisdom. Because once no. he, he does that physical thing, and then Feral is the one being, you know, kind of negotiating and bargaining with Darkstorm to get what they need. Yeah. It's, yeah, so Merklin just TPs out, basically, mm. and the Special Knights head home. That, that, that's the end of the episode. Like, this is another one like the last trilogy, I think, that we did of episodes, where it was it was a good-ish episode. Seven and nine are much better, but, like, the moral messages that kids' cartoons gave us in the 80s and 90s were usually really clear, but mm. Visionaries, is that's the one thing it's really yeah. shit at. Well, like, it's I, really I, bad at giving us moral messages. I think what they were supposed to be saying here is respect your elders. 
<laughs> yeah, but they don't respect the no. rebels. They're bitching <laughs> about him. And yeah, it's... And then the first chance they get, they're like, <sighs> do you want to be young? Here's some magic water so you can be young because being old is shit, right? So, you know, they haven't learned anything. If no. what they take away is like, we should give this to Merklin because I bet he wants to be young. Well, they learn it when they, well, Leoric apparently learns it when Merklin rejects their gift. But he yeah, should have learned it earlier yeah. when he said he learned yes. it. <laughs> yes. But yes. apparently he decided that wisdom means using your withered, frail body to hunk around massive chunks of rock. Wow. Yeah. Now, well, speaking about secrets to youth, we move on to the very Chinese <laughs> medicine <laughs> yes. episode. <laughs> As discussed, we now come on to the final episode for this installment of Protein Ramblings, or final episode of Visionaries for this installment. Episode 9, Horn of Unicorn, Claw of Dragon. Wow. <laughs> that is what it's called. Carry on. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, open. We open on Eyepatch's daughter arriving in Yuvalaric. <laughs> she has a name. <laughs> <laughs> She's E.D. In all my notes, <laughs> I patch. You notice how the Visionaries Castle now has turned into like a Disney facsimile. Yes, it looks like the actual Disney. I don't know Fantasia Castle. And she's so yeah. I I patch's daughter's riding into town, and uh, she's like Leoric, Leoric, and Leoric's basically Juliet coming out on the little like <laughs> window ledge, like oh my dear, and it cuts to Cryotech and Galadria who are doing some mechanics work on the capture chariot, and Cryotech's like. Ha ha ha, that dickhead's in love. <coughs> what a twat. <laughs> and Gladria chides him. She's like, hey, don't don't make fun of affairs of the heart. And it, it kind of hints here a bit that they are a couple. There's a bit of it like does again. Yeah. banter, isn't there? Yeah, yeah she's like, oh, you know, I guess. And conquering. Yeah, I guess not all conquering, not all sur sweet surrenders are so bad. And then immediately Cryotech passes out. <laughs> yeah. oh, well. just to mention here as well though there's a pretty good like modern-ish role reversal thing here because mm. Galadriel is basically doing the mechanics mm -hmm. and Cryotech's just opening the door open uh, holding the door open yeah but why, why do they need to do mechanics no science magic that's true mm. so maybe she's They're infusing doing, with her magic yeah mm. magic mechanics yeah anyway uh, yeah so Cryotech just passes out <laughs> Galadriel shouts up to Leoric like Leoric Leoric Cryotech has fallen ill doesn't take the stairs like a normal man, just jumps out the fucking window onto jumps, someone's wagon. He, he jumps onto Fletcher's wagon. You can yeah. see her from the back. <laughs> she doesn't react at all, I guess, because animation. But, but yeah, yeah she, she, he just jumps out the window and legs it to him. He's like, what happened? And he's like, I don't know, he just fell over. <laughs> Fuck. So the, 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 he calls for the, all the special knights and they, they carry Cryotech indoors, where Eyepatch's daughter's like, hey, I know something of healing. Let me Let me nurse him. Nothing seems to work on him. We kind of cut to Cryotech in bed and Eyepatch's I, I daughter's kind of nursing over him. And yeah, just nothing's working at all. So uh, Leor's like, we need Merklin. This, this is too serious. Uh, I know I keep harping on about this, but like, despite the fact it's the age of magic and it's only been a few years and stuff, everyone is immediately yoldy. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, she's like I, I know something of healing herbs. Something and of he, herbal And Leoric refers to her as milady and stuff like yeah. that. Like, like they, they have to talk medieval because now they live in castles. Yeah. Like, like did no one say, oh, I've got some penicillin kicking around? <laughs> we'll just start him on broad spectrum antibiotics. Well, they probably didn't have those things on uh, Prismos After because five, everything was five, electricity. Five years, that might have worked. We've been sessioning house this week. Oh, we're on like season three of house. So to me, I was just like, well, you know, Lucas. has he got to. <laughs> I actually have a note here saying, so it isn't. <laughs> 
We need well, differential diagnostic. I, I was basically doing a differential diagnostic, which is like, well, has he got a fever? Because fever points to like infection or viral, you know. Well, what we know is that it makes you pass out hard immediately, and it's very infectious. So it's probably neurod. Galadria passes out so onto Grydex bed. If it's infectious and it makes you pass out, it's a neurological potentially back. Uh, back, uh, fungal? You're looking at me I like mean, I'm going to be house, like, yes, correct. I have no fucking idea. House is not medical school. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm using house logic to apply it to everything. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, nothing's working on him. They're going to go get Merklin. So uh, he sends like Ektar and Feral. And as they're kind of going to leave, they're having trouble like powering the vehicle. And then, uh, <laughs> is it Ektar passes out as well? No, Feral. No, Feral passes. Yeah, yeah, Feral passes out and Ektar starts carrying him in. Men. Yes. It's very um, sweet. And then while Gladria is kind of tending to Cryotech, she basically just passes out on top of him. Um, and Leoric goes... We are, we are literally watching the COVID-19 episode <laughs> yeah. at yeah, this point. Because <laughs> uh, then Leoric goes to, to, to help Gladria and iPad's daughter's just immediately like, no, 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 it's spreading. So I like hinting that this is contagious. It must be infectious. Uh, we need the CDC. His natural reaction is witchery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like witchcraft. <laughs> so Leoric's like, just living his best life, isn't he? Yeah. Like He's obviously a Renver guy before the collapse yeah. of civilization. Leoric then leaves and runs into Ektar carrying Feral in the hallway, who says they who tells him couldn't use their vehicle before Feral collapsed. And this is where Leoric's like, okay, it's witchcraft. Time to go get a fortune cookie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he goes and uh, tries to summon the to use his power staff to summon the owl. Like, what fucking good was it going to do anyway? Can't use it. He's infected. So, um, Ipatch's daughter says she then runs into the orc and said, she's spoken with all the people in New Valaric. I was like, that was quick. She probably just yelled out the window at yeah. them. That's how you uh, communicate And apparently uh, the, this illness is only affecting magic users. Now, I don't know if that's taken to mean that... It's only affecting the Spectral Knights because they're the only magic users or other magic users around New Valaric are falling ill. that implies there are other magic users in New Valaric. Yeah, Valari. me too. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I was wondering that. I wonder if, I mean, there's four episodes left. We could find some other magic um, users. And when, when she says <clears throat> it's only affecting magic users, this is where I put the note, so it isn't lupus. <laughs> <laughs> so Leoric then mentions that Whitaquick and Arzon are out hunting and they'll be back soon. They need to warn them and stop them from entering New Valaric and getting sick. And we cut to Arzon and Whitaquick approaching on horseback, bickering about the morals of hunting, basically. Yeah. Arzon's got a hard-on for birds in a big way. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, this this beautiful noble creature, it's such a shame it has to it's die. Like just pheasants. Just, yeah. yeah. Whitaquick's kind of like, we're going to eat it. There's nothing noble about a pheasant. <laughs> yeah. So no. this wasn't sport. This is food. Like... Especially a wank pheasant. Sidebar. There was a WrestleMania a few, quite a few years ago now, uh, where Roman Reigns was in the main event, and one of the fans had a sign that said, Roman is a wank pheasant. <laughs> and I was like, that can only be a British Yeah, person. there's no way an American person would <laughs> <laughs> And it's just my favorite insult, <laughs> you wank pheasant. Anyway, as as Arzon and Whitaquick are approaching New Valaric, King Leoric warns them away. By shooting at them with an arrow. Despite being severely ill. Like yeah. Yelling at the win- out the window at them. <laughs> it's like, sorry about shooting at you. Like, <laughs> like you, you could yell. They you could have just you. yelled. You could have yeah. just yelled. This was <laughs> unnecessarily dramatic. You are well within hearing distance. Could have been um, plague on that arrow, you know? Yeah. yeah. We don't know how this thing spreads. Mm-hmm. Don't know if it's airborne or what. Anyway, he shouts an exposition dump at them <clears throat> and then tell, sends them to the Iron Mountain to seek Merklin's aid. 
So despite being on horseback, they immediately just change into animal totem forms and fuck off. And well, like, I think you could probably assume that their horses are tired from their hunting. I mean, so... a cheetah would be faster than a horse. Yeah. Although it depends on the long distance because cheetahs are sprinters and mm. horses, you know. Anyway, we cut to the Iron Mountain and Merklin's kind of throne room library thing. And it turns out that Sindar and Lexar have already, or Lexar are already there. Uh, because the Darkling Lords have all been struck down. They're saying that um, Dark Storms at Death's Door and everybody's ill, and they're asking they're asking Merklin for help. And we cook to Arzon and Whitakwick, who are kind of hanging. Why is everyone coming in they're through coming the window? Through the windows. Yeah, amazing. everyone's coming in through the window. <laughs> but they're hanging from the window, like spying, listening to re- uh, not Recon, sorry, uh, Lexor and Cinder. And they climb through the window and just start attacking. And Merklin's like, nope, nope magically stops them from fighting he then said he then's like hey this is a, a magical plague i need you to to send the four of you on a quest for the ingredients and they need the horn of unicorn and the claw of a dragon to cure the plague and lexor immediately objects uh and says like hey no i'm not going on this quest and merklin comes back at him saying hey I foresaw this plague coming, and a month ago I tried to send the Darkling Lords on a quest, but you thought it'd be better to consult Heskador. This was a great little callback. Really cool episode seven. seven. Yeah, so a really cool mm. little callback. callback. Lexor's still like basically pussying out because he's like, I'm not going after a dragon. No fucking way. Uh, until Merklin tells him that the plague is fatal. So it's like, one way or another, you're dying. So Lexar... It's like shotgun the unicorns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, I'm going to split into two teams, and Lexor's like, unicorn. <laughs> So, do you know what that implies to me? Lexor's a virgin. Oh, go on. Yeah. Uh, traditionally, in medieval lore, only a virgin could tame a unicorn. He's oh. not trying to be fair. He's not trying to tame it. <laughs> I would imagine he is deathly scared of women. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they decide to set off. So, we've got Arzon and Whitaquit going after a dragon and debating the morals of hunting such a majestic beast. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the Darkling Lords, Lexor and Cinder, going after unicorns and having no morals. Oh, so we think at first, anyway. So the next thing we see is the the Lexor and Sindar are on a boat rowing to what can only be termed the Isle of Unicorns. <laughs> fairy Island. Magical yeah, Fairy Island. Island. Yeah. And uh, we cut to some wood nymphs who see them approaching, like, uh, evil, dirty human, be- human men. We need to go and stop them from getting here. So one of the wood nymphs goes, like, flies underwater with a drill and starts drilling holes in their boat. And they're like, both the, dia- the Dark and the Lords, they're, they're trying to plug this like, twister. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. plain twister on Sprouts, and then all of a sudden she just like a massive hole appears in the middle of the boat and they immediately sink <laughs> they but they swim to shore right it's terrifying i cannot imagine it. trying to swim in armor <laughs> yeah. well this is important they swim to shore there's no let's, way let's just keep rem- remember remember this for a little yeah. bit later on and the and we cut back to the wood nymphs who are saying they're going to go and hide the unicorns this is where we now switch track and cut back to Whitaquick and arzon who are like I mentioned, bickering about the whether it's right to hunt a dragon. And uh, Whitaquick's like, well, tell that to the villagers who have their entire villages raised by dragons. Yeah, Arzon's stance is like, it's definitely better for uh, hundreds of thousands of people to die than for us to hunt one dragon. Which, you know, like... you. you... And so what we're getting at is the Arzon, Arzon <laughs> is a militant vegan. <laughs> we don't know about that specifically. He was, he, you know, he hunted the bird earlier. I assume he True. was hunting it, but he's just a winged furry. Yeah. yeah. So they come across some dragon tracks and they're like, "Hey, we'll use this to sneak up on the uh, sneak up on the dragon." But the dragon clever girls them. 
and uh, yes, he's immediately behind them. <laughs> in in like I love it. He's like spread winged in the green sun, like yeah. it's all three suns of mm. uh, of new of Christmas. So good. And yeah, so he starts chasing them through this like canyon ravine. Canyon. I think they do call it a ravine. Yeah, like, I, the, yeah. I, th- I think whereas Jace was very canyon heavy, this is more ravine heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's important that we make that distinction. <laughs> yes. We, we, by the end of this, we'll be connoisseurs of rock formations. <laughs> we'll like, still no, never be able to remember which is a stalactite okay. and or a stalagmite. No, that one's clearly a shadow mountain and yes. that one's an iron mountain. Yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> so they get chased down this ravine. They tote him up. Whitterquick manages to kind of get away and hide while Arzon is distracting the dragon, who chases him in his eagle form. And like, they're f- like it, as it cuts away, Arzon is flying away with the dragon hot on his heels, flying after him. It's so Top Gun. It's yeah, it really is. It really is. Then we cut back to Lexor and Sindar, who are fine. Oh think they find the unicorns and Lexor immediately tells Sindar to use his staff because um, but Sindar has some immediate hesitation he's like no but they're so pretty I don't want to use my staff uh, but Lexor kind of convinces him saying look it's them or us so Sindar summons his his beast of destruction and the unicorns disappear they're like mirage created by the wood nymphs <laughs> so Sindar's beast of destruction immediately turns on them and Sindar's like if he doesn't get to destroy anything he gets cranky (laughs) (laughs) so good so what it means is Lexor ends up having to use his power staff the shield to protect them from Sindar's power staff so what the wood nymphs have effectively done is trick them into using up their one use of both of their power staffs talk while we're talking about power staffs interesting note from the last episode Definitely 100% confirmed Darkstorm's power staff is the only one that has two uses because hmm. yeah. he uses it to turn the Auric back. Old and, and young. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, they managed to survive this thing. And then <laughs> Sindar, uh, sorry, Lexor is really pissed at the Wood Nymphs and he, see, he sees one and he starts chasing it. And then he trips over like a root and falls into a river and immediately starts shouting that, help, help, I cannot swim. <laughs> how did he get to shore? Maybe Sindar yeah, it's mad. helped him. Maybe he carried him. I don't know. <laughs> I love it though. He's like, I need a hand and the, the wood nymphs all just line up by the side <laughs> and start clapping. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. We then cut back to New Valaric. Leoric is having dinner and Merkling kind of video calls him via an orb <laughs> just to give him a, like a give him a situation update <laughs> so give him a little 411 is like hey yeah i've sent these four guys off on this quest how's things with you and he's like well you know these guys are sick and i i'm not feeling great he's like oh, what's that brew you're you're consuming and uh ipad is always like it's no brew it's chicken soup he's like well hmm merklin's like hmm well i guess it can't hurt I love that healing has regressed to, oh, you're sick, have chicken soup. This episode was brought to you by Big Chicken Soup. <laughs> yeah, it's Campbell's. <laughs> After that, we cut back to Arzon and Witter. Oh, no, uh, Merklin does say he fears that Arzon and Witterquick may succumb to the plague before they're able to accomplish their quest. And this is where, like, Ipatch's daughter is very worried. She starts like, oh, whatever shall we do, Leoric? And he's like, we'll try our best. So you don't know fuck all. We, yeah, you're established not. that. What, you're going to make. Like, I'll try my best to make what? more chicken soup. <laughs> yeah. I just and wonder if gonna, this is what her herb. Her, she's like, I'm skilled with herbs. Does she's she made mean soup. I can make a mean chicken soup. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Why? She's fine. She's not a magic user. But Leoric might die. There and, are and he's other. Her what, their first date or something. Yeah, she just rode in. 
There are other mustachioed men in the world should get over it. But are any of them the Lord of New Valarig? Well, she's a well, bit they might be. Might be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we cut back to Arzon and Whittaquick, and Arzon's still being chased Top Gun style by the dragon through the ravine. He flies through this kind of narrow, like, two peaks of a mountain that's really narrow and the dragon chases him and gets his head stuck in there. Um, he goes back to Whittaquick and is like, hey, I've, the dragon is stuck on Whittaquick's like, capital. What now? <laughs> he literally says capital. Yeah, I know. I thought it was great. Brilliant. Arzon says, that's all right. I'll use my staff to figure out how we can get a claw out of the dragon now he's stuck. And he goes to use summon Disco Dr. Manhattan, but he's got the plague. He can't summon his staff. It kind of flickers and nothing happens. And as that happens, the dragon, the dragon, the dragon, dragon, <laughs> dragon. The, the dragon gets free and grabs Arzon, who immediately is like, it's not one of our best days. And it like kind of has him ready to like, home, eat him whole. But just as it's going to eat him, another dragon appears. Two a blue like a hydra. Two, yeah, like a blue two-headed hydra without wings. And we basically get a kaiju fight. And <laughs> Arzon, it's excellent. Arzon and Whittaquick sit back and like, it looks like the blue one's overcoming the green one. It's kind of biting down with its two heads on the neck. Well, the green one then flies up in the air and burns the blue one and sends it f- flinging down to the ground. And it's what during was- this battle that Arzon like names the dragon or yeah. says it's like a well, known dragon. It, was like, given it starts name- to fly up and he's like, poor Gregskamar. Yeah, I That's think I'm sure Merklin gave it. and I'm sure Merklin specifically told them to go after The dragon Gregskamar. So yeah. I think we had heard the name before. Mm. Okay. As, as the blue dragon, blue hydra thing falls, it kind of tries to grab onto a cliff and one of its claws breaks off. Then Greg Skimar comes back in and lands near Arzon and Whittaquick. And <laughs> Whittaquick's like, cool, it's down. Let's take advantage and let's go and, go and rip a claw off or kill it. And Arzon's like, no, no, we can't kill him. He's such a noble fighter. <laughs> we we can't take out this majestic beast that kills th- hundreds of thousands of people. They're just peasants, though. They're yeah. not really people. So Arzon goes down to Greg Skamar and he's like, oh, Gre-. he starts simping up to this dragon, basically. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, Greg Skamar, mighty warrior, noblest of fighters, biggest of dragons. Let me tell we don't come in... We come in peace now. We are sorry for trying to slay you. I'm like, mate, you didn't even get close. <laughs> but, and he, he's like, I know you can understand me. Let me tell you of this, the woes and the magical plague which has befallen our land. And uh, at which point, Grace Kamar kind of rears up and shows him his wing. He's like, oh, you're wounded. Let me tend to it. And then it cuts and it's just like, okay, so Arzon stitched his wing up. Yeah, classic what? Daniel and the lion moment. <laughs> He's like, there you go. It's almost as good as new, uh, which Greg Skamar just fucks off. <laughs> and yeah. and Whittaquick's like, nice one, Arzon. Now what? And Arzon's like, well, it's, um, Arzon says, it's a sacrifice worth making for honor. But that's not his totally sacrifice not. to make. No, he's a sacrifice to everybody. <laughs> like, like if he was everyone. the only person who was going to die and he's like, I'd rather that this horrendous monster lived than, than I did, that's fine. But he's condemning every magic user on Prismos. Yes. We just, and in a previous episode, we established that magic users actually saved crops to feed even the serfs. You mm, know yeah. what I mean? Like, magic is required here. Yeah. It is the age of magic, after all. Uh, what If all magic users die out, then what is it, the age of nothing? Basically. I mean, what is it now? The void. <laughs> <laughs> we now then cut back to Lexar and Sindar, sat around a campfire, and Lexar's in his onesie, 
because <laughs> he's he's drying off his metal armor. I think armor. this is nice. It's very clearly implied that Sindar rescued him and started a fire and he's all like, are you feeling better? Are you warming up? And Lexor is just bitching at him. Yeah, he's like, where's the food? He's like, on the boat. He's like, well, <laughs> in the water. <laughs> the boat is at the bottom of the, the sea. sea. And he's like, go and get it. <laughs> yeah, like so, I had to. It, Sindar's probably like, I had to save you or the food. Like you're lucky yeah. I saved you, mate. <laughs> like yeah. I love food. Really and like, so, like, so just go and get food. <laughs> so Sindar kind of goes off and starts like foraging effectively, and he comes across like some bananas. And then as he's getting these, he sees like a, a baby unicorn trapped, and he kind of frees it. And the wood nymph is like, "Oh no, he's going to kill the unicorn!" And he, st- he starts petting the unicorn. He's like, "We are looking for a unicorn, you, you, a unicorn horn, but yours is too small. Now, quickly, go off back to your mom and make sure Lexor doesn't see you." At which point, like the, the wood nymphs have watched all this, and they they come out and they're like, "You hunt unicorns, yet you save this one." And Sindar kind of like explains what's going on with like we, yes we need we're hunting unicorns but it's to help our friends because there's a magical plague and we need it for a cure at which point the like what i think is the leader wood nymph says oh well i have when the oldest of the unicorns died i took his horn fashioned it into this flute fucking morbid <laughs> i don't know what, I, what you mean, like, no 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 that's Firstly, firstly, I think wood nymphs live in a communistic society with no hierarchy. <laughs> and secondly, I think it's like um, Native it's actually, Americans. If anything, you use every part of the animal. Yeah. It's if like an, a, an if, honor. Any, if anything, the wood nymphs live in an anarchic society. Yes, that's fair. That's <laughs> yeah, fair. I would say exactly. But using every part of the animal is actually yeah. like yeah, yeah, okay, the best yeah. thing. So she's made this flute out of the horn and she gives that to Cinder uh, so they, he can use that in their potion without having to kill any unicorns. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to Lexor, and Lexor's immediately like, where's the fucking food? <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't have food. I rescued a baby unicorn. And he's like, what do you mean you rescued? <laughs> and, and she's like, what? And then she's like, what is that? And he's like, it's a flute. He's like, no, it's a unicorn horn. You fucking... It's like in between being told that it's a unicorn horn and getting back to Lexor, he's forgot it's a unicorn horn. <laughs> he, just he just knows it's a flute. onto the flute bit. <laughs> Lexor's even like, I really hate you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, wow. Really, <laughs> it really made me chuckle. Then we, we're straight back to Arzon and Whittaquick, and they're, <laughs> they're still bickering about the green dragon, the morals of hunting, and all this shit. At which point, Greg Skamar just comes back and grasps them in its claws and scoops them up. And <laughs> Whittaquick's immediately like, oh, fucking great. Now look, we should have just killed him. And Arzon's like, no, 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 wait, look. He's taking us somewhere, and Greg Samar's taking them to that claw that was ripped out of the blue hydra during the fight. Greg Samar is basically the eagle from Lord of the Rings at this <laughs> yes. point. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he he drops them by this this giant fucking claw and that's wedged in a crevice, a crevasse, crevice, 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 crevice. Small thing is a crevice. Yeah. It? See, we've learned so much about rocks. <laughs> Rock formations. A crevasse is a larger <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. mind can't quite clear. Yes. <laughs> a crevice is something... A crevice, would, they could drive over, I think. But it would flip them. <laughs> They'd spin out, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the, the monster mind book of geology. <laughs> it's just <laughs> warning, danger, danger, danger. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway, yes. So they, they can't get this this dragon claw out of this crevice. So Greg Skmar comes back and nudges it out for them, and it kind of falls on. Is it Arslan? I think. I think it's Whitquick. It's almost the size of him. Yeah. As well. Yeah, right? definitely. Uh, they're like, oh, how are we going to get back? Uh, so Arslan tells Whitquick to use his totem, uh, use his power staff, sorry, to take it back, and he's like. I can't. I used it to save you from the dragon earlier. He also doesn't have it with and him. And he doesn't have it with Whitaquig him. is always dumping his staff. He as like soon as he's used it, it and it's like, speed. gone. Yeah. <laughs> Because he did this when he went to Heskador. Yeah. He got to Heskador and then he left in cheetah form without his staff. <laughs> it's like he, he must constantly be having to ask for a lift back in the capture <laughs> That's why it's so quick. Get... Just keep... I just have to nip over here to get something <laughs> speedily. This is where Arzun's like, maybe we have another way and just looks at Greg Skamar. I feel like Greg Skamar has paid his debt at this point. I think he went an extra mile for them, to be honest. Definitely. We've just discussed Greg Skamar is magic too. So yeah. you could get That's a true. variant of the of the magic COVID-19. Mm. Didn't think about that. So he's doing himself a favour too. Yeah. So we then cut back to Merklin's library main chamber area. Sindar and Lexor are already back and they've given the unicorn horn to Merklin. He's starting to brew the potion and they're bitching about Whitaquick and Arzong saying, oh, they've probably been slayed. They're not coming. Merklin's like, nope, they're coming. Don't worry. At uh, which point Lexor starts plotting. He's like, there's no reason we should share this with the spectral knights when they arrive kill them he's talking to sindar saying like when they arrive just kill them and take the take the claw but unbeknownst to lexor they arrive so merkin's like hey they're here and lexor goes like yeah let's go and then he sees that they were arriving with the dragon he's gonna be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> which merkin counts a couple of them. that put pay to your uh your ski your evil scheming didn't it greg skimar drops off arzon and with quick and they go in Arzon says that, like, Merkel makes a comment saying, you're not looking so good. And Arzon says, I've got the plague. At which point, Lex was like, ah, the plague. Sindar, throw him out the window. <laughs> and uh, Sindar goes over and instead of picking up Arzon as instructed, he picks up the dragon claw and throws it into the the magical pit thing where Merklin is brewing the potion. So, like, Sindar's showing his good side throughout this episode. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Sindar's great. Exactly. He doesn't really belong with the Darkling Lords. And then Merklin tells them all to step back while he casts, he brews the potion and casts the spell. And he, he recites, Four set out, four return with treasures they have duly earned. By common sense and uncommon zeal, by all my powers, I command heal. And it, healing rain. <laughs> giant pillar of light and healing rain across the entire planet and everyone is healed and we end with Whitaquick and like all the spectral knights sat around the table drinking and Whitaquick and Arzon uh, re recounting their tale of and, and saying you know Lexar and Sindar helped and the uh, it ends with all the spectral knights toasting the heroes of the quest including Lexar and Sindar and noting that it's good to know that even in there is still some valor in the darkest of hearts. Yeah, and it's not true though, is it? Because Lexor would completely have sold them out and killed yeah. them. And it's just that exactly. Sindar is basically a decent human being who, who likes is an idiot. food too much. He's just an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. He's being taken advantage of, yeah. basically. Yeah. Again, yeah. like it, it's a good moral message, I guess, but it's not like <laughs> the most there's applicable not, to like 10 to 15 year old kids. I don't know what the moral message is. It's, like, there's, there's nothing some stuff more... about hunting, maybe. Because I, 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 I thought when they had to go get two things that they would, that Merklin would force pairing. Yeah, I them, thought so that it'd be was one what of happened. each. Yeah. Mm. And that might have actually 
created some tension and interest. Yeah, and, and yeah. then, then the moral problems. message would have been like, you can put aside your differences and work for a common yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, which I think is what, again, I think that's actually what this episode was supposed to be about, but mm. it was so murky with it that yeah. you don't really get it from was it. Merkley and Merkley and exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah. I uh, overall, I really enjoyed these three episodes. It's a good episode. I, I, yeah. Like, yeah, episode seven is the best strong one. best, best, best one, best one, one so, so far. Good. Yeah, completely. And episode nine is great. Episode the middle episode, episode eight, was definitely just uh, because it's so Leoric heavy. It suffers mm. for it. Mm. I think. Yeah. Not just Leoric heavy, but also just the, the Leoric Not stuff is stupid. Lords. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Although at least in... it's the best use of Leoric staff to date, <laughs> in, and I in don't Lion know if we'll Hunt. get a better one. <laughs> in Lion Hunt, which was Leoric heavy, there was more interesting stuff going on. Well, whereas this it, one is just yeah. it was Leoric heavy, wise. but he was in lion form for a lot of it, so couldn't talk. That's true. That it helped. was actually probably more Darkstorm heavy than it was mm. Leoric heavy in terms Fletch of and heavy. Eye Patch's daughter. Fletcher. Eye Patch's daughter. It's quicker to say Fletcher. Yeah, but it's yeah. <laughs> it's funnier. To, it's funnier to annoy you with Eye Patch's daughter. <laughs> Put some respect on that peasant. It's a bit now. <laughs> but yes i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and we will be back next week with more of the same until we get to the end of the oh are we going to do all four together yeah we're almost there how many have we got left there's four only four episodes left wow it's really sad well in that case we'll be back next week with a bumper episode where we'll cover all four episodes i think yeah yeah i think it'd be better than doing two two so I really yeah, wish I can't the light can... did shine forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. Short yeah. 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 Mm. And we're working on a potential special that will be coming this little thing. We'll discuss more about it on the show <laughs> when we when we've got it all planned out. But until next week, may, may the, the light, light shine, shine forever. forever. May the light shine forever. Hey, we oh, got her in. Yeah. <laughs> Join the cult. <laughs> <laughs> the Stormfronty cult. <laughs> <laughs>